Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Say what? And now the Chiefs are going to fake it and pick up a first down on the left side to camp. Sneaky Dave Tobe. A fake punt for the Chiefs on fourth down and seven at their own 47-yard line. They fake a toss. Now Mahomes looking for the end zone pass caught. Touchdown, Kansas City! On an out pattern in the end zone to Byron Pringle. Yeah, for sure. uh, Shane Bichelle came up to me and showed me his video with this kid, and he was saying, I got my swagger back. And so uh, that, that was something that was kind of my like, motto this week. And I think uh, the whole team kind of got that swag back, and uh, we got, we're going to try to keep that thing rolling. I'm going to call Chiefs uh, 31, Raiders 7. So I'm telling you, it's still wide open. Chargers 5-3, and three, Raiders 5-3, and three, Chiefs 5-4, and four, Broncos 5-4. and four. I'll say it a little bit louder for those in the back. The AFC West and the AFC is still wide open. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. Good evening and hello. Welcome into the Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. Not our show, it's yours. What? Three weeks ago. Everybody was freaking out. I don't I don't like to toot my own horn. Yeah, you do. Sometimes. A little bit. Had a good round of golf today. Shot fairly average. All right, enough tooting. There you go. But I sat here three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, when everybody seemed that, I mean, legitimately, we all remember Mario, right? He said this team owed him something. We remember those calls that came in. Well, I think maybe he's maybe he's doing a little too much. Maybe he's had a kid and everything changes. Maybe the commercials are making him think differently that are done in May. And then You beat the Giants, and everybody says, and I repeat, I don't know. Didn't seem right. Remember, the Giants know they're bad. They know they're not going to beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs know that they don't need to use anything special to beat Daniel Jones and co. Chiefs win that game. Because that's where we start tonight on the Red Reaction Show. Again, it's not our show. It's yours. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Follow us on Twitter, at Dusty Likens, at Nick Price KC. Jay Southland, Toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. Not our show. It's yours. But again, we were here three weeks. Shoot, we were here four weeks ago. 
And I said to you all, let's see where the next four weeks get us. Before we jump over to this side of the island that we've never been at, you got the Giants and you beat the Giants. And I told you last week, the reason why it didn't look so well is that maybe the Chiefs knew because they have they have that they have that clout. They can do that. If they know they're playing a team that was missing four offensive starters, including their best player, their second, maybe their best wide receiver, it's the Chiefs going into that game thinking, okay, we've been to three straight AFC championship games. We're clearly better than this team. They didn't need their full playbook. They needed a week three preseason game or a week two, however you want to look at preseason these days. And then everyone said, well, it wasn't enough to convince me. Okay. So three weeks of bad Patrick Mahomes quarterbacking, it wasn't good. It was bad. But three weeks is enough sample size over three seasons to let you know that Mahomes has lost it. And then, again, it's not everybody. It's not Batman. It's not Dan and KCK. Not Turkey Lake, man. It's not Turkey Lake north of the river. He'll be here, I promise. It's not those people that were saying this, but there were some people out there. And then it was Green Bay. And everybody said, oh, it's Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers would have beat him. Aaron Rodgers didn't play that game. Aaron Rodgers was not in that game because of COVID protocols. Chiefs won. Wasn't convincing enough. But there was a small little ray of hope for most of you. And that was when Mahomes threw that dart to, tra- uh, to Tyreek Hill. And you saw the fist pump and you saw the raw emotion. And then Nick Wright leads his shows with that's what Mahomes needed. But that's what Twitter was saying, too. Well, some of it. And then you play last night's game. You play the Raiders. You've already played the first two of the four that you wanted to go 3-0 and and you're 2-0. and Or four, you wanted to go 3-1. and We wanted to make sure they could go 3-1. and And then evaluate. Well, I don't know how to say this any less arrogant, but Nick, Nick Price and I told you so last week. We said this is the time of year where Oakland or the Vegas Raiders tend to turn into the Raiders. They run out of that, you know, self-esteem. Now, granted, they've had a lot of not-so-good football things happen to that program. Franchise. You lose your coach, you lose your number one wide receiver, unless you want to count Darren Waller, and your first-round quarterback is... Not on the team. And then you get a Chiefs team, but according to some, did not look like they were convincing enough. And they go into Vegas, and they hang 40 on the board, and it wasn't even close. It was never close. And the whole night, you started seeing people come back, and they kept saying, he's back. It's back. Season was lost after the after losing the way they did. But Mahomes, Mahomes is 
is back in three weeks. He's got his swag back. Look different. Look better. Team was gelled. Offensive line did their job. Terrell Williams looked amazing. You get Clyde Edwards back next week. Travis Kelsey looked like he was back in the offense and the juices were flowing. And Tyreek Hill continues to show why he's the best wide receiver in football. The best wide receiver in football is Tyreek Hill. Yeah, 400 yards, five touchdowns from Mahomes, who people were saying was broken coming into this game. And, you know, it just kind of had the writing on the wall, right? The Chiefs have always been great against the division. They only had played one division game before this, and they ended up losing basically because they turned the ball over four times in that game. Right. So coming into last night, you knew that they were going to have a good game plan. And what really did it for me, Dusty, was watching that game last night is every part of this team was clicking last night. The offense was taking what the defense was giving them, but they were also taking some shots down the field, just like what everybody's been wanting to see from them. The defense, they were getting a ton of pressure. They were forcing turnovers. And then the special teams, I mean, they had the the partially blocked punt, and then you had Tommy Townsend just slinging it around, throws probably the best punter ball in all of football. Can we just agree on that right now? It's good. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, just that total complete team win over a division rival that puts you now in first place. You're in the driver's seat of the AFC West. And, I mean, you look around at the rest of the AFC, I'm not really scared of anybody if I'm a Chiefs fan right now. Are you? You shouldn't be. And we'll get into that a little bit later because the Chiefs continue to do stuff that other teams don't do, and it's not have 15 at quarterback or anything like that. But like we preach every every Monday night, it's not our show, it's yours. Batman Lawrence, lead it away, man. Go ahead. Um, you know what? The thing of it is, the, the reason that there's a few of us out here in the kingdom that never lost faith is because Werewolf and Nick have kept it strong this whole year. And I'm telling you that we're getting to see just about, you talk about not going, wanting to go back and repeat 2019. Well, this is just about like it. We're, we're starting on the roll. What are the, uh, the offense is just clicking. Travis has got, got the whole team with the swag dance. And I'm trying to tell you right now that most of the, the whole key to the season is that we have the division ahead of us. And most of the games are the biggest division games. So there's no reason not to get up for the game. This is going to be a repeat of we're going to drink the gravy, the victory gravy. It's going to be a repeat of 2019, but this one's going to be sweeter because maybe we can get Tommy to retire this year. Love you guys. Thank you. Take care, Batman. Thanks for the call as always. Dan, KCK, rock and roll, man. Go ahead. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. That was total domination last night when it was 34-14. I went. To, I said, the game over. The, the offense great. The defense great. Kelsey just he owns the Raiders, guys. 119 yards, 101 yards to Daryl Williams. When Mahomes threw it, he didn't think Daryl Williams could get that high. But, boy, did he make a play on that. And uh, I'll tell you something. Uh, Br- uh, what was it? Uh, now, fumble by Hughes. He's just got to hang on to the ball. He can't let the punter knock the ball out of the stands. That was a little bit embarrassing. But anyway, great team win. Let's get Prescott next week and let's uh, take care of. Uh, well, wait a minute, though. I'm trying to think. Back uh, Prescott's first game at Arrowhead. Let's make it real rough on him. Take care of yourself, guys. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Batman. Appreciate it. Going back to both those calls. Yes, Hughes. Definitely. Uh, Definitely hold on to the football. Totally get that. But the thing is, is that punter, that punter made the best play of his career, right? And then flexed. 
And I don't know if any video got back to Chiefs players, but ever since that had happened, that's all they needed. That and the Tommy Townsend plays what changed the game, without a doubt. Like when Tommy Townsend threw that for a first down and you, like myself, like Nick, like everybody else that watched that game, um, you know, you were probably like, okay, that's it. That's going to get this team moving. And it did. And then, yeah, the Darrell Williams touchdown was amazing. Um, Because in the postgame, Mahomes said that Darrell Williams always says, oh, I can go up there and get it. I'm a receiver. I can do it. And then it shows you right there that defends the narrative of the Chiefs having their swagger back like they said at the very end of the game. And if you missed it, go look on on Twitter. Travis Kelsey is hilarious. He does the video. Whoa. Got his swag back, man. And that's what you need to see from the Chiefs. That's what you needed. Lauber, go ahead, Adelie Summit, your floor. Go ahead. Hello? Sounded like the waves crashing into the beach. Mm-hmm. Did I say the name wrong? Lauer? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Well, call back if you want to on the Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. It's not our show, it's yours, and it's uh, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. The J Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. Um, I don't know. I think after watching last night, Nick, the one thing that kind of came into focus to me, other than the team having their swagger back, was the fact that what they do this year Yes, I get can be disappointing, but what they're doing to the rest of the league is what the rest of the league is not doing, and that we'll discuss after this. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Red Reaction Show, Monday night, following another Chiefs victory. This time, this time with a big approval stamp on it. For everyone out there that was freaking out. Yeah, was that good enough for you? I think so. I mean, you hang 40 points on a team in your division on the road. And you hold them to the 14. So we'll get into it a little bit later, but what? The toughest games left on your schedule is Thursday night against the Chargers. Do you, th- before we get into the te- the Jay Southland Toe Service text line in Lauer uh, from Lee Summit, and then we'll get moving on with your show, not ours. But do you, which game of the final, how many games left? Seven? So what, out of these three games, which one's the toughest? Dallas, Thursday night in L.A., or in Cincinnati? As of right now, I'd probably say Dallas. So next week? Yeah. So then if you win next week and you go into your bye, you know you're going to win the game after that, which means you'd win five in a row. Right. You get the Broncos at home after that. Right. Which, whatever. Yeah. But. Appropriate response. Then what? I mean, then I, I think that a lot of Chiefs fans got to be looking at, hey, can we run the table the rest of the way? Can they go Jake Taylor from Major League? I don't know if you get that reference. No, I do. Okay. Yeah. Because you know how win they the say, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, win, you win three in a row, that's called a win streak, boys. 
What do we do now? Go win the whole effing thing. You Jake Taylor this season, and you just do it. Wow. Lauer and Lee Summit, floor is yours. Go ahead. Hey, so good to hear from you. Um, so the first half, uh, a little bit iffy last night, but the second half, that looked like the 2018-2019 Chiefs last night. I loved it. You don't think, I don't think, and, and BL, I don't think you ever lost confidence in the Chiefs, but what percentage do you give them to literally win out the rest of the year? I'm going to be honest, uh, about a 70% chance. Is next week their toughest game going forward? Next week, I think it's going to be tough. You know, Dak's back, and especially seeing the performance that they brought to us yesterday. Oh, my. We'll see what happens. BL, I love you. Like, Thanks for the call, man. Hey, thank you. You too, brother. From the Jay Southlands Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. I've been down on the season from the 573. Nice night last night, but two big questions. One, beat the second high defense. Las Vegas didn't play that much. Two, beat LA. Then Baltimore, Tennessee, Buffalo to definitely step in the right direction. And past couple weeks, keep on keeping on boys. Here's where we teased that during the break, okay? Everybody else in the AFC, when they seem to play a bad team, they've lost or they lose that game. They lose the game they shouldn't lose, right? Tennessee, they beat the snot out of the Chiefs. There's no, there's no lying about that. You got your ass kicked by the Titans. You got your ass kicked by the Bills. But the Bills only put up six points against Jacksonville and lost. Now, the Bills looked damn good yesterday. They... They beat the Jets. Congratulations. But Tennessee lost to the Jets. Baltimore lost to Miami. Vegas lost to the Giants. Cincinnati lost to the Jets. Cincinnati loses to the Jets. And now all of a sudden, when you look at these things, you tell yourself, well, the Chiefs have four losses. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Titans. And they lost to the Chargers. The only game right now that hurts them the most is that Ravens game and that Chargers game. Because the Chargers game, obviously, within your division, you have to play the Chargers on Thursday night, short rest, on a travel game. Which is tough. Which is a very tough thing to do. And to me, I'm more nervous about that game than I am the game about the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think, personally, I don't think Dallas can come in here and beat the Chiefs. I don't think Dallas can come into Arrowhead and beat Kansas City. They got a really, really good couple of receivers. Zeke Elliott had a couple touchdowns last week, but they were inside the five. It's not like he was busting out a 25-yard run. Zeke doesn't scare me. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, that's a little scary. But the thing that's crazy about the Chiefs is, yes, this NFL season, quite long, quite tough. Parodies are all over the place. But the Chiefs don't lose the bad games. They just don't. Philadelphia damn near, 
damn near beat the Chargers and the Broncos back-to-back weeks. I sat here on Sunday morning and told everybody that the Philadelphia Eagles would play with the Broncos and probably beat them. The other thing, too, that if you just use Clyde as the example of having an injury to a major player because he starts, I don't think Clyde is a major injury to this team because, yes, the rushing yards are down without him, but they've made it work. The Chiefs have avoided injury, knock on wood. And they're losing games to good teams, which is tough when it comes to tiebreakers, but they're not losing games to Washington, to New York Giants, to the Philadelphia Eagles. To the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And again, they're not losing those games. They're, they're, They're winning those games. Whereas other teams are losing those bad games. Double J, KC, your floor. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Dusty. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, man. Uh, hey, uh, I just want to say, uh, what a what a game last night. Uh, yeah. Yeah, offense, uh, they, did, they did solid last night. I mean, uh, they uh, drove up and down the field. And uh, I'll tell you what, how about this defense? Uh, got two turnovers last night, which was huge. And that fit and, fit and punching the ball to get uh, – to uh, to get us an opportunity to go down and score again. I mean that just a fun game and Mahomes what he did last night throwing for uh, four touchdowns for like four hundred yards. That that was what we needed. That was a uh, hopefully this gives us some confidence on offense and we can get things rolling again. I mean we have a chance to have one of the best offense in the NFL and uh, I, I trust Andy and the entire team that they will get it fixed. And uh, uh, I'm excited for Sunday to see what we're going to do against the Cowboys, and I think we'll win. Uh, so go Chiefs, and uh, all this is not fair. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the phone call, Double J. I know that, and again, I'm not trying to say that Chiefs are doing the right thing at the wrong time or doing the wrong thing at the right time, but you remember when the Chiefs, I just said this, where they had, they're, they're getting, they're not getting, well, I guess so but it's they're avoiding what other teams aren't losing the bad game and losing star talent. Chiefs were linked into wanting Whitney merciless done for the season out of green Bay bicep tear done. Chiefs had stayed intact and yes, it's a tough season. There's a lot that goes on in these seasons. But the thing that's crazy about this is that they're going to have everybody back. There's a good chance, not a great chance, but there's a good chance they go into their bye on a four-game win streak, seven and four, sitting at the top of the division, playing a division team, coming off of a bye. And like the text line says, peaking at the right time. Again, we told you weeks ago, Nothing matters in October and November. Now, obviously, you just can't lose every game. You can't just not win because then you're just not a good team. But when you have bad wins or ugly wins or a bad loss to a good team, but yet you're still in the fight, the thing is, is that you've got to get to December and be in the shot. And that's exactly what the Chiefs are set up to do. Because the last time I checked, the team that's represented the AFC the last three years in the AFC championship game. One of those teams came out of the AFC West and it was the Kansas city chiefs. 
the team that's represented the AFC in the Super Bowl the last two years is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think in 52 games, it's going to be okay if Patrick Mahomes has three bad games out of those 52. The thing that sucks is that they just happen to be in a row. But sometimes bad things happen in threes. And Patrick Mahomes has his three worst games in a row in his, I don't even, he's played like 55 games or something like that. Right. And he has had three, maybe four or five really bad games and three of them just happened to come in a row. And now all of a sudden, the defense is getting better. The offensive line is starting to gel. There's a little bit more trust. I was nervous. No, none of my friends, when they'd call me or ask me or anybody that I talked to, none of the conversation, and I heard this on the drive with, with Carrington Harrison, and that was, we're not talking enough about the right tackle and the defensive end matchup that was Max Crosby. And Andrew Wiley was amazing last night. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself, I wonder what he did to get ready for this. And then you go, oh, this is why. And you see the story develop that they're college buddies at Eastern Michigan. You're like, oh, so he probably practiced against him all the time. Knows his tendencies. Something that just happens to work in this situation. Well, it worked. And it shut me up quick. And I get it. I get it. The fumble happens at the wrong time. And then all of a sudden, the Chiefs just continue to move forward. Fake punt, first down. Daryl Williams goes up and grabs it. Tyreek Hill proves that he's better than anybody else on that field. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, if the Chiefs are going to beat us like this and be able to put 41, because you saw it. You saw exactly what it was. And then after this point that I make, we'll get onto something that I have to do as well. But the thing about this was is that the Chiefs finally started giving what they were given. They were getting exactly what they were going to get, and they were fine with it. Five yards, six yards. And you could hear the announcers like literally predicting it. Collinsworth, oh, this is a perfect time when Kelsey comes out on third and four. Boom, Kelsey first down. It was four yards, five yards, four yards, five yards. And then it was like, all right, enough of this. And then over the top. So that was where we were at last night watching that game. Finally seeing them take advantage of what they were given And then eventually that drives you nuts. Okay, I'm done. We're done getting beat by, let's just go man coverage. Boom, what happens? And you got a quarterback that recognizes that. Something that I've got to do is recognize that I owe a certain individual and a side of the ball an apology. I'll do that next. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens. Brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in on the Red Reaction Show. It's not our show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. We're able to do this thanks to our friends at Hellsburg Diamonds. Hellsburg Diamonds is the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in over 200 locations. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. Oh, man. Okay. Kelsey. Also chipped a lot, 
That helped from the 816. Helping out old Andrew Wiley. Andrew Wiley just looks like he has a good time. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of those guys that you'd love to hang out with. I mean, maybe not now in my life, but college Dusty and Andrew Wiley, we'd have gotten down. I'd had a ton of fun with Andrew Wiley in my college days, which were like 10 years ago. But that still would have been fun. He just looks like the kind of guy that before you go out, you put on uh, Colin Baton Rouge and uh, take a key to the bottom of a beer can and then crack it and chug it as fast as you can. And then out comes a loud belch and then a, all right, let's do this. Dan and KCK. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. Forgot to say Tommy Townsend's fake punt was good. Jared Reed, Sack, and Melvin Ingram, too. Bob Fesco said Chiefs got the AFC locked up. Bob said that the Chiefs, of course he did. Fesco does that. Speaking of Bob Fesco, between 6 o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning, you can hear he and Josh Klingler, who finally, finally, Kling got some FaceTime. Kling was seen on Sunday Night Football. He looked like a kid whose kid told them, I'm just going to go down here to this store. And before he could realize what they said, he had to hit the look out of the hallway. Like, what? What? That's what Kling looked like. Had a nice polo on, too. Nice silver fox look. Anyways, Fesco Kling, 6 a.m., 10 a.m., Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, um, who, by the way, did you know that he has a show called Rapid Reaction Show? What? I'm dead serious. It's called the Rapid Reaction Show with Pete Sweeney and Steven Serta. What? Which one started first? What do you think? It was ours. This is two years going. Pete Sweeney, Steven Serta, you can hear that show immediately after the Chiefs game called the Rapid Reaction Show on Arrowhead Pride. They just undercut us on that, too. Oh, big time. They're like, hey, we don't even have to wait until Monday nights. Mm, We can do it right now. Glad Prince my ass. Mm. Uh, Pete Sweeney, 8 a.m. on Fesco in the morning, and then Dane and Hughes, the uh, the, uh, color commentator on 106.5 The Wolf. Uh, with Mitch Holtis also on at 9.30 tomorrow on Fesco in the morning. Um, I thought last night's win was important because it just solidified that I need to apologize to this defense and Steve Spagnuolo. Uh, two weeks in a row, I tweeted out that Spags needed to go. Um, my Twitter handle is not very popular with followers. That's just because it is what it is. But a lot of people liked that tweet. And a lot of people agreed with that, that Spags needed to go. And for whatever reason, maybe it's, I don't know, do what we talked about in week three or week five or six, moving Chris Jones back to the inside. It's made this defense a little bit better. Maybe they're a little bit healthier. Maybe not playing Dan Sorensen as much has helped. Hmm. Um, Who would have thought? Interesting. But I do. And I am a man of my word, and I apologize to the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, And I apologize to this defense because this defense has been playing very, very, very good um, the last three weeks. And they're a big part as to why this team has won their last three games. And again, I'm not going to hear it and say, well, it was Jordan Love. It was the Giants. It was Derek Carr. Derek Carr's been good this year. That Oak, that, that Oak, I'm going to say that till I die. Oh yeah. That Vegas Raiders team. That's a good offense. And I get it. They just lost Henry Ruggs, but it's still at Josh Jacobs. It's still at Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro is still a pest. They didn't do anything. 
because the defense shut him down because he got pressure on the quarterback. I hope you got your Big Mac today. You think Jaron Reed for that? Big sack. Big defensive play the last couple weeks. So, again, a man of my word, I apologize to Spagnuolo, and I apologize to the defense. Well, I'm sure Spags can sleep a little bit better tonight knowing that you have forgiven him for the way yeah. that this defense played early in the year. Yeah, no, I think they're – I mean, I matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, uh, they're really coming together, though, that defense. And I think that the Melvin Ingram addition is seeming like it makes a pretty big deal for those other three guys on the defensive line. He's made an impact. Yeah. And that's all you can ask, right, is yeah. that you make an impact and that you actually, like – Prove what you're doing out there. And again, I'm fine with that. I don't need him to make eight sacks while he's with the Chiefs. Just go out there at least once or twice a game and punch the quarterback in the mouth. Yeah. And that's what he's done the last two games. And he's been grabbing attention from the offensive line. And that's, you know, you got Reed getting in there and getting a sack. I hadn't heard his name that much all season up until the last two weeks, two weeks, you know, since you've had Melvin Ingram and then Frank Clark's playing a little bit better and Chris Jones, and they're able to actually switch Chris Jones back and forth a little bit and do some more confusing things out there. Also, Legereus Sneed. Looks awesome again. Looks like what we thought he was last year. So, you know, especially with a Spags defense, it seems to be coming along later in the season than at the beginning of the year. They always have a little bit of things that they got to work out, some irons that they are wrinkles that they got to iron out. But right. it seems like they're starting to play some pretty good football on that side. Big T, Shawnee, floor's yours. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So that's three games in a row. That's two games in a row where we didn't have any turnovers on offense. That's a positive. And also, you're right, man. Spags, I thought that was the best uh, defensive uh, coaching all year by him. And, and man, he's got that line playing tough. Everybody's doing their job. And it's funny, you got Ingram in there now. And and when you add him in there and and you got Chris Jones moving in and out, it just every makes the team so much better. The linebackers, the the the, the backfield, they're all flying around. And here's a guy we've been kind of bagging on all year, but nobody's really mentioned him. He had an outstanding interception last night. Way to go, Dirty Dan. Uh uh Noah Gray, the rookie, I think he got his first touchdown. That was awesome. And then earlier in the year we saw the Belldozer do those short yardage. They did that again. Woo! I love that. That was awesome. And and I thought uh, the coaching staff in general too, the OC and Andy Reid, uh, and, and just all the all that whole staff, Spags, they put a clown suit on on the Raiders. You know, uh, 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 Kansas City's used to going to Vegas. They ran it for thirty years. We went in for a business trip. We whack we whacked the Raiders. They're done. Put a knife. Put a fork in them. And and you know what? As we as we move forward this week, we got the cowgirls coming in town. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Let's put a beat down on them too. Choo 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 choo. There we go. Always nice to hear from Big T. You know, Big Big T said it with the Blake Bell sneak. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely love it. Blake Bell's got unlimited job security now. He can just be the, the QB sneak guy instead of Mahomes. Jay Binkley calls him Mr. Steal Your Girl. Blake Bell? Mm-hmm. He seems like that guy. Yeah. You play football? I do. Who do you play for? The Chiefs? How come I've never heard of you? Oh, I only do QB sneaks. Right, yeah. Um... I think when you look at this defense and what's come together is sometimes you just had something waiting in the balance that you didn't know was there. Now, to be fair, moving Chris Jones back into the middle has, has literally helped this defense because whether you like it or not, 
He gets pressure up the middle. It opens up the middle. And it allows Chiefs players to get in the face of the opposing quarterback. And ever since that has started to happen, and again, I know the quarterbacks have been Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, and Derek Carr. And they're going to get a really damn good quarterback next week. But if the Cowboys are so good and you're so afraid of the Cowboys, then why'd they get waxed by the Denver Broncos at home? Who we do not believe is that good of a football team. No, Denver's trash. Denver's the team that I will give you this, though, that if you just look past Denver, like you can't play your week three preseason game against Denver like you did against the Giants. Right. Like you got to punch Denver in the mouth because they're the kid that wants to play with the popular kid, but they just, they're just not quite there yet. They're not quite there with the fifth graders. They're still kind of in fourth grade, but, but there's some fifth graders they could be. But again, when it comes to this defense, yes, the addition of a healthy Willie Gay has helped tremendously. It stopped, if you've noticed, it stopped those flat curl routes. Nick Bolton's arrival, which was my first concern with Spags, as to know that this much talent was there, and then you give him a chance because the only way that happened was he basically Wally pipped Anthony Hitchens. Because Anthony Hitchin goes out, Nick Bolton's got to step up and play a bigger role. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, in that Tennessee loss, the one thing that stuck out, the one thing that stuck out was Nick Bolton. And then you're like, well, that was his first prove it or do it game. Or do it or prove it. And then the next week comes out and he plays well against the Packers. Or I'm sorry, he plays well against the Giants. Willie Gay picks Daniel, J- Daniel Jones off against the Giants. And then you didn't really hear their names this week because when you don't hear defenders' names, it's normally a good thing. And Legereus Sneed seems to have got it together now this year. He's been great in coverage, but he's also been fantastic in open field tackling, which is something that has poised this defense for years, and it seems that Legereus Sneed is a lockdown, which then when everybody else is playing their role, the captain of the defense, Tyron Matthew, tends to play a little bit better. And on that Deshaun Jackson play that looked weird, Tyron Matthew deserved to get that ball back because he jumped that route and he had that thing picked. And I don't think Deshaun Jackson knew it. That's why he turned around and then it was punched out, I think, by, was it punched out by Fenton? Fenton, yeah. Fenton punched it out and then they recovered it and got the ball back. So that's one of those, yes, it was a deep play that got caught, but it went through Matthew's hands that he actually like deflected into Deshaun Jackson's hands. Then he turns around and gets punched out. Chiefs get the ball, so it's just good omen. The ball never lies. But again, I apologize to this defense. I apologize to this defensive coordinator. This team got you to two Super Bowls. They won you a Super Bowl. This defense, I think, now is playing like it can get you to a Super Bowl. And this next Sunday, yes, in fact, will be its biggest test of the year. Oh, big time. Cowboys just hung 40-plus on the Falcons last week. Now, the Falcons are – talk about a team that's got trash defense. Right, that's, and their best player just stepped away. Yeah, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But they – I mean, there's no denying that they've got a good offense over there in Dallas, right. and they're going to give you a fight. So, it's going to be a really big test. You know, you've had two games against the Giants and the Packers without Aaron Rodgers where – you didn't really have to do a whole lot to limit their offense because they're already so limited. And then you right. had this game against 
a traditionally good offense this year in the Raiders, and you hold them to 14 points, you turn the ball over a couple times, and you get a lot of pressure. So I'm excited to see it, man. I, I mentioned it last week, but you look around this defense right now, and mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit better, or they're a lot better at linebacker than they have been in recent years. I think Snead is the best corner that they've had, at least playing the best ball that they've had in the past few years. And this defensive line with those four dudes up front, they're getting a lot of pressure. I'm not, I tweeted it out last night. It might be a little spicy right now, but I think this defense, you know, we're seeing them come together and they could be one of the more talented and better defenses, maybe the best defense that we've seen in Spags' time here in Kansas City. Seems kind of coincidental to when Tampa Bay turned it on last year. They yeah. got blown out by the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden on Pro Football Focus is, or I'm sorry, it was in uh, and Football DVOA, they had top 10 offense, top 10 defense, and mm-hmm. it got them a Super Bowl ring against none other than the Kansas City Chiefs. We come back, we get you ready for the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs next Sunday at 325. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Final segment of the evening. I know it goes fast. Time flies when you're having fun or the guys you listen to are telling you exactly how things are going to happen. Chiefs win against the Las Vegas Raiders. They are now first place in the AFC West. Biggest game of the year is no longer the Raiders. It is now, in my mind, I will say it on November 15th. The biggest game of the year is now Thursday night in Los Angeles. That Los Angeles team that's lost two weeks in a row to New England, right? And then to Minnesota. If you had to ask me, I think the Chiefs would beat both those teams. And that's not bias. That's just truth. Uh, A lot of people, I always post this show's information, and a lot of people are starting to think, is Andy Reid calling the plays full time now? And I find that to be very interesting because we have seen in the past with Matt Nagy that Andy Reid let Matt Nagy have control of play calling. But then the only reason I think that we knew that, maybe they maybe they said something about it, but it seemed like the only reason we knew that is because when Mahomes played that Week 17 game against Denver, it was like, hey, I'm going to call the plays with the young quarterback. Just so everything's clear, like you can, then you can go back and do your thing with Tyler Bray because this game doesn't matter. But I'm going to make sure that... So it was pretty clear and evident that Andy Reid was the one making the play calling. Now, I don't know how this year's gone. I don't know anything. I haven't peeked behind the curtain. I haven't asked the questions. That's just not really for me to ask. But there's some people wondering if Andy Reid is taking full control now of play calling because of one game where they put 40 points up. And, yes, I know sometimes, and I was telling Nick Price this during the break, but sometimes the TV can play games with you and be like, well, it looked like Andy Reid was really talkative. Well, maybe the last couple of weeks, the cameramen weren't focused as much on Andy Reid and they weren't going to the Andy Reid shot as much right. as they were on Sunday night football. Again, it's also Sunday night football where Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill are the focus points of that production truck. Brandon Shawnee, go ahead. Floor's yours. 
Yeah, man. I know this is out of the blue. It, it's it's out there, but there's some method to the madness here. What what if what if the Chiefs were to offer a veteran minimum contract to Greg Hardy? Listen, he's been fighting. Oh in God, the no. Uh, he's been fighting in MMA. In in in, I no guarantee way. he's in incredible shape. I don't. He can help us out. He can help us out. Thanks for the phone call, but there's no way. I've seen what Greg Hardy looks like in the UFC. Isn't he getting knocked out like left and right? Yeah. No. And he's got too much. Well, he's 33, too. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can spend that much time away from football at the age of 33 and Greg's, come back. Greg's made his mind up. He knows yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah. If he's going to get paid 500K a night to get knocked out, he's going to live in. He's going to go by that. Yeah, I could do that, too. Sell yourself to the to the dollar? Oh, yeah. Just getting, just getting paid to get knocked out? No doubt. Well, either way you want to look at it, next week the Dallas Cowboys come to town, 325. That means it's got to be Buck and Aikman again, right? Because that's an NFC oh, game. Yeah. So game it's of the week. Game of the week, Sunday Sunday afternoon football. Kind of hate 325 games. Yeah. I Puts like you to... in an awkward spot because if you want to do something beforehand, you got to be on a strict time punch. Um, and then by the time the second half starts, it's completely dark. Hell, by the time the second quarter starts, it's dark. Uh, play... I like 325 better than 305, though. Just in general. Yeah, I just don't like th- I don't like three o'clock games. Yeah. I follow an AFC team. They always play the 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 noon games unless it's prime time. I will say, not not the biggest fan of seven twenty. Yeah. Not a big fan of Sunday night football. No, you know you know what's great though about the afternoon game when the Chiefs are in that slot is if you're not going out to the game this weekend, you can sit on your couch and watch Red Zone yeah. and the witching hour and everything, and then it ends at three. I always usually. want to call that guy Chris Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is seat. not good. Hey. Take a seat. No, it's uh no. Scott Hansen does a f- phenomenal job, but you get to watch all those games, yeah, the witching good. hour, all that kind of stuff, and then you know you've got a solid twenty minutes before the Chiefs game starts. You can get up, get your snack, use the restroom, grab another beer, whatever you do on Sundays, and just kind of gear up and get ready for it. Yeah, there there is. If you ever have wanted a thrill in your life, whether you have money on games or you're just a diehard fantasy player, like that's to me, there is nothing. And I truly mean nothing that got me more interested in fantasy football than watching the final six minutes of every noon game on Red Zone. Oh, yeah. Especially when you get a great weekend, too. Like, oh, there, yeah. there were some blowouts this week, so it wasn't, right. hasn't been, there's been actually a couple off weeks well, like I mean, that. Fox but, and CBS both punted on their original games because yeah. they were blowouts. Yeah. Like, Cleveland was getting blown out by New England, and... What was the other one on? That was the other game that was at noon this week that they were like, the hell with this. Uh, the cow, I mean, the Cowboys. Cowboys and Falcons. Yeah. yeah Fox is like, we're done with this game. Yeah. We're out. We're, we're, we're going somewhere else with this. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, that's like the witching hour is what they call it on red zone. Yeah. Nothing better than when you've got like three or four close games all within one score and it's just bouncing back and forth. And Scott Hansen, not Chris Hansen, is just getting all fired up and like just giddy about it. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know if there's any better form of entertainment out there than the witching hour on NFL Red Zone on Sundays. I had some good entertainment today. I had some good entertainment tonight. The entertainment today came from the Bing Bong Boys on the, uh, on the golf course. Good little duo to play with today. Shot under 90, so I'm happy. There we go. Chiefs hung 40 just like they were going to against the Raiders like we said they would. Next week, it's the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. The one thing that we know tomorrow or I'm sorry, the one thing that we will know on Sunday is that everybody will be rooting for the Chiefs except for a very small, small demographic in Texas. 
and a little bit in Arkansas because they love Jerry Jones for some reason. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones is an odd-looking character, to say the least. But Chiefs-Cowboys, 325. What's your prediction real quick? Uh, 31-24 Chiefs. Giving up a lot of points. That defense is locked down, man. Once again, I apologize to Spagnola. I apologize to this defense. But I told you all that they were going to be just fine. The Chiefs lead the AFC West. They're right in the middle of the fight for the AFC. There's a lot of time left, and it doesn't matter until December. I'll say the Chiefs beat the Cowboys 35-17. to 17. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price, Red Reaction Show. Take care. Be easy. We're out of here. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.